When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Afternoon, Paul. Another good game on. Absolutely, and uh, part five of Alan Hudson's World Cup diary, and we're just approaching half time. Japan won, Croatia nil. Not really a surprise. Croatia, they've grown old. They haven't, they haven't really had much youth into this team, have they, Al? Well. In all fairness, mate, you can you can look at Croatia any way you want. Uh, they're the kind of team that if you give them that, that space, people like uh, Modric. Yeah. With her, yeah. Uh, this team, right from the very get go, I mean, they have just been phenomenal. Yeah. They just close them down. Their energy, uh, but they're so energetic with with so much quality as well, Paul. You know, they yeah. play terrific football. They should have scored five minutes ago. A most brilliant bit of football in the box. The geezer went to wacky, pulled it back, then played it all one-two. Had the goal at his mercy, mercy, and he just scraped the bar. It's been absolutely incredible entertainment. Yeah, they uh, they really have been. I guess the surprise package of the tournament, haven't they? Japan uh, beating Germany and Spain. A contentious goal decision, VAR ruled it in against Spain. But good value and, as you say, played on the front foot, Al. Took the games to big, big nations with big football pedigrees and have been absolutely fearless. Yep, yep. They've... um... You know, it was quite funny, really, the other day, the first half of the game against uh, Spain, you know, they were talking, uh, the commentator, rightfully so, they were saying it's a mismatch. Yeah. Uh, Spain had all the ball and they, they had about 15% of the book play and uh, they just couldn't get off the Spaniards, you know, and they were 1-0 down at half time, and they said, that's it, they're out, they're out, they were literally saying they're out of competition. Yeah. Within five minutes of the second half, they were 2-1 up. And yeah. it was just all hell let loose. I mean, all because all because they don't know when they're beaten. And that's the great thing about nations like that, that have that great attitude that don't know when they're beaten. They keep going. And you know what? I've always said this. If you keep going in football and keep making the play and, and believing, you never know what will happen. If you sit back and defend and let teams come on to you, you might get an absolute shoo-in. But, but Japan, I think, have been absolutely refreshing. Uh, our focus this uh, World Cup has been on America. On Saturday, sadly, they bowed out 3-1 against the Dutch. Uh, let's firstly focus on America. and uh, It's been a great learning curve for Anthony. Um, it's been fantastic. You've had... Uh, houses, well, you're flat fallen. You've been over to Allen's uh, celebrating the successes, but it was just one game too many, and they faced a Dutch team that on the day just had a little bit too much quality for them, didn't they? 
Well, they did. You know, uh, there's there's two ways. There's always two ways to look at uh, a game, and uh, you know, I, I said to I wrote to Anthony afterwards, and I said, look, uh, I learned more more in more after the cup final against Ipswich when I played for Arsenal when we lost uh, one nil than I learned when playing against the world champions when we won two nil because you don't learn when you win you just yeah. take it for granted and you crack on but uh, he must have learned a lot the other night from losing uh, he weren't very happy Anthony he, he wasn't very happy with the tactics uh, he was um I think I'm allowed to say he, he wasn't happy. You know, he had a few words with the coach to say, you know, uh, our defenders are, are not really cut out to play that way. You know, they're not, you know, as I say, I would just mention the Germans. When when you play against the Germans, you're playing against people like Beckenbauer. And they're, they're like, you know, they're, they're comfortable all over the field. You know, they're fantastic players. Uh, and that's where they fell behind the other day. And... Anthony's brother, Adam, hit it on the head. He said that they should have played three centre-halves. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, and I never give it a fault, but he was he was bang on because they got the two goals. The first two, the, the, the first two goals were straight in the middle of the, down straight down the middle. All right, they were cutbacks, but if they had had three centre-halves, that couldn't have happened. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I said to Anthony, I, I was very disappointed with... Uh, you know, the, the the way they went about the game. I see from, although Pulisic should have put a, a goal in front after two and a half minutes, I mean, that would have changed the whole dimension of the game. But uh, all rounds, you know, they never come out to play like they did against England. And England was a tougher match than the Holland match, you know, uh, and, and they proved it so far, England. You know, they're going to be a tough nut to crack after last night, you know. You know, that's just, just the way they set out to play, and they are a tough nut. Uh, you know, we've been very critical about England because we're right. They, yes. They're not. They're everything that Japan are not. They're, you know, they're, they're entertaining. They're, they get it forward all the time. They're a forward-thinking team where we're not. And, uh, you know... The USA disappointed me that way that they 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 didn't come out. I, I thought the coach would say to them, "Look, now you're back on a level playing field. You know, it's it's even Stevens with you, with you and the uh, the Dutch. Go out and play like you did against England." And I think they would have got more joy. I was very disappointed the, the way they got beat, not so much getting beat. Absolutely, I think that the midfield trio have uh, been quite outstanding. You got Pulisic and Timothy Weir uh, coming in from wide positions. It has tended to be that that central striker and the and the defence that that have been relatively poor. Uh, certainly, I think up front they did have a few chances. Even in that game when they were two 0 down, they got it back to two one. Moments before. Uh, right when he scored that goal, he had a perfect opportunity when he yeah. was in on a one-on-one on a goalie, and again he yeah. seemed to fluff his lines. and 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 again, defensively, Al, where you, you would expect defenders to pick up players, especially runners coming into the box, they didn't. They let them have time and space in a penalty area, and at yeah. that level, you're going to get smashed. 
Yeah, and I, I think the other thing about the Americans, looking at the Americans and, and knowing them as we do as a nation, and when I played there and uh, the kids that come through and, uh, you know, you look at the basketball teams and the American football teams, they got superstars in their team. And you would think that the American kids would want to be goal scorers. Yes. You know, you yeah. really would. You yeah. know, uh, it's it's uh, it's it's a known known thing. I said it since I was there. That um, you know, most it's a it's a country of where it's hand coordination. Uh, so they're going to get good goalkeepers, which they've proved over the years. But um, all round, I'm I'm so so shocked that no kids have come through as goal goal scorers because you think coaches will get them out on the field and just drum into them you know I know goal scoring is an art we know that you know you can't tell Jimmy Greaves how to score a goal or Lionel Messi or Maradona but you know you can you strikers will tell you that they're out there on the training field you know an hour a day you know hitting the target yeah I think you can you can coach kids to do that kind yeah I think yeah. The, the uncoachable players you know and and, and they tend to be the more creative players don't you know to be able to create on a football pitch or to create anything in life I think that is a real natural ability of course the hardest thing to do in a game of football is to put the ball in the back of the net but with practice, you can perfect well, it, that it art. Is, it, it's a sad thing that it is the <laughs> yeah, hardest thing. But yeah. when you watch it, yeah. it's not the hardest thing in the world. You know, strikers say that, don't they? Yeah, and, they do. Uh, yeah. We, 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 you know, we always say, well, you know, it's a, it's the hardest thing to do. But when you think it, when you think about it logically, it's not. No. It, it's not. You know, when you know. Uh, I mean, I was never a goal scorer, but when I played in the youth team, before I got in the Chelsea first team, I was leading goal scorer, and I found scoring quite quite easy at that level, school level, and it, it was something that I just had. Mm. And I changed my game when I, I, I played in the big league, um, become a much deep-lying midfield player, inside forward, and... Uh, but, no, you know, it's, 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 it's a great topic, really. It's uh, not one to argue about, but w- when you say, you know... Um, if you've got creative midfield players, you've heard you've heard strikers say, "Cool, if I'd have played with him, I'd have scored a lot more goals." You yeah. know, because that's where your creation comes from from it from your inside forwards. And and like you see here today, this this right this fellow wide on the right. I, I mean, Alf Ramsey wouldn't have missed team. He's brilliant. You know, yeah. he that gone down the right. He's put three or four crosses in. They're absolutely dreamed for forwards. You know. It's uh, it's so. I mean, football is like anything else, but more so is it's it's a pub talk, and it's uh, is, there's lots of ways to look at. It. I think it's great to stir debate, and it's great to have that debate. But when you look at some of the forwards, and this has always surprised me as well with the penalty. Okay, in this tournament, we've seen Messi miss them. We've seen Lewandowski miss. Well, we've seen him miss a couple, but yeah, he yeah. had that retake yeah, yeah. And, and and scored. I don't think they yeah. should be able to stop and do that stupid run. I think you should just run up and strike it. And in the last podcast, we did say I'd prefer the shootout scenario where you got the ball, you run with the ball, and you try and score a goal past the goalkeeper. But how many times have we seen forwards don't want to take a shot from twelve yards? Him 
versus the goalkeeper. But ultimately, that's your job. That's what you've been paid for. And I've never seen a goalkeeper, when it's come to penalties, throw the gloves down and say, oh, I don't fancy that. Somebody want to go and goal for me? <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I, I must say, going going back over the years, um, years ago, um, full-backs were the best goal uh, uh penalty takers mm-hmm. if you think it Liverpool Chris Lawler all the great players they had Liverpool over the years Chris Lawler used to take the penalties when Dalglish and all them played Saunas Alan Kennedy took the penalties the left back uh, I remember in Seattle Ray Evans loved taking the penalties it's uh, West Ham that a geezer used to take the penalties Ray Stewart oh, yeah mate it, because it's um it's something it's something in their DNA where they don't get an opportunity to score yes. or to to get into them situations and you know it's it's their moment of glory yeah and 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 the you know I I see Ray take take a penalty in Seattle one night and I was sit I was injured I was sitting upstairs watching and and the goalkeeper saved it. And Ray chased a ball in, chased the goalkeeper in the net. He was going to chin him because <laughs> as much as say you're not allowed to save them, you know. But then, because that's what fullbacks are like, you know. They, you know, they're they're so they're so, you know, they're they're not used to getting in those situations. And it's quite it's quite interesting when you when you ask people, fullbacks do love to take a pen. They, they certainly do. You were just breaking up slightly, yeah? Uh, no, that was because an incoming call, I think. Was, oh, OK. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, England beating Senegal. Was you surprised at all with the result? Did you think that England would have a more difficult game given that Senegal are African champions? Or is it the fact that African football really, I know that, that they've always said one day there will be an African world champion uh, lifting the uh, the World Cup, of course. But will that? Because again, when you look at the Americans and you've got the big money, the NFL and the big sports that America have got, and perhaps these, these star players want to play what's perceived to be their, their number one sport, do the good Africans then go into Europe, France, etc., and naturalise uh, French people or, or, or become a naturalised Frenchman and play for France like Patrick Vera did? Is it something that holds the, the Africans back? And will do going forward. Well, uh, well, I think there's in. I mean, not. Re- I, I think it, it was the same. Exactly what you're saying. People like Zidane, wasn't it? You know. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're not. They're not. Algerian. Totally, yeah, they're not totally French. But mm. um, um, if you watch, if you watch the game last night, uh, they could have been one or two new up the other team. And when they've got this kind of mindset that um, they kind of where England stay um, stay on the on their game, they're so well drilled. Uh, mm. That's you know we use the word robotic sometimes, don't we? Yeah, we do. They're so well drilled that that that's uh, you know you, you kind of are you do expect these African teams to make a rick half the time. Yeah. You know, we see Cameroon play the other day. They're 3-1 down. Next thing you know, they're 3 And the game was the best 
game of the World Cup, and it could have been 7-0. Mm. You know, that's what we want to watch. I mean, yeah. that's what people pay money to see. You know, people say, well, it's all right for the neutral, and it is it's fantastic for the neutral. That's what we want to see. I'm, I'm enjoying this game so much here, and it doesn't matter to me who wins. Mm. It's just great, you know, and, uh, and I always think I don't care who it is. As long as the best team win, I don't care. You, there is no argument. You know, and that the way things are going, uh, they're saying here, you, you know, Croatian are looking leggy. Well, they're only looking leggy because this team are like a, a team of Olympic sprinters. Yeah. They're, the the energy and uh, is it just incredible, you know? England's performance, do we again? I, I think we just go over the top. Before the, the game kicked off, I looked at the midfield. Henderson, Rice and Bellingham. And I, I posted up, that's an awful midfield trio. It's a midfield yeah. trio that I don't fancy. I don't see yeah. the creativity in it. And, and I thought that because Senegal were... I thought they were awful. Yeah, OK, for 30 minutes, England weren't very well, uh, very good. Senegal did have a chance. Pickford did make a really good save. But I didn't really feel that they was that much of a threat from the first to the 90th minute. And I think as a consequence, our midfield did have a lot of time and space to play. But how good is that midfield trio? Again, I just don't fancy it. And I think when we play against the better nations, playing that way, I think we're going to come up short. Oh, absolutely, mate. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely spot on. You know, it's... Uh... There, you know, you can stifle, you can stifle the African teams quite easily. You know, uh, it's not hard to do. Uh, it's hard to stifle this uh, Japanese team at the moment and the mm. South Korean team over there. But the African nations like a lot of time on the ball. Uh, they won't get that with the midfield we got at the moment. The game you're going to see against France is going to be a totally, totally different game. It's going to be like a, a, an English or a French league match. Yeah. You know, it'd be like PSG playing Liverpool, something like that, you know. Um, and that's that's when you'll see, uh, you know, about what exactly what you're saying about our midfield three. That's when you find out when they play against people like Griezmann. Yeah. You know, and, and when Spain play, you know, they're going to David Silva and that. And, and this fellow that plays for Croatia, Modric, you know, they're, they're specialists in them roles. And they're hard to get the ball off. They don't give it away as well, well where, where the Africans, they give it away. And they in in silly positions, you know. Uh, it doesn't surprise me to see England beat them last night. I thought I thought the way it was going early on, they, they had a quite a very difficult game on their hands. But when they miss the two chances, you think, well... It could be where it's going to be England's night. And I always, at the back of my mind, you know, I'm a big Harry Kane fan. You always know it's only a matter of time before he, he sorts something out. It was great to see Harry get onto the score sheet. Uh, I think that England have had, is it now, eight different scorers in this tournament, which is great. But Harry yeah. must have looked at that before the game. And I know with all the media, he's like, yeah, it's great. We keep winning. I don't care who scores the goals. But as a forward, I'm sorry, I'm not having that. He would be absolutely gutted and he would have been delighted to hit the back of the net. And just before half-time, England went in with that two-goal lead and I thought that just about killed uh, Senegal and they made three substitutions. Second half, I thought that was probably even worse than what they were in the first half. 
Well, yeah, yeah. That uh, like the United States game, they give a goal away bang on half time to make it two nil, mm. and that happened last night. It's a, it's a real, it's the worst time of all to give a goal away bang on half time. Where is nil nil and you're going one nil down, or you you give a second goal away? I mean, I spoke to Alan the other night about the states and said, you know, why they they kind of give the goal away as well. You know, they had possession. You don't, it's one thing, it's, no, it's, it's absolutely no need for it today because they've, they've got these big clocks in the ground as well. You only got to look up and you think a minute ago, what we do is we don't concede. And they try and try and play dangerous balls or iffy balls, you know, in the last minute of the first half. And they, and they come unstuck and that happens. What's your take on Jude Bellingham? I mean, I'm I'm not critical. I, I don't try and be overcritical. I like to look at things, and and I just think that that we go over the top. When England win a game of football, we're the greatest team in nation in the world, and we're going to lift the World Cup. It's coming home. It's coming home. We get beat, and we're the worst team in the world. We're somewhere in the middle. We're where we should be. We've done what we should have done so far. This French game, I'm really looking forward to it Saturday because it's a test, and I think it's going to be a great game, and we're playing against a real crack side and, and and it's going to bring out the best in us or it's also going to show our weaknesses which the Nations League uh, highlighted when we played against equally uh, decent opposition but but Bellingham I'd, I'd like your opinion on him because I think he's a good player but I just don't get carried away with all this. I mean, the press that I see of, of Bellingham, I see the social media. I mean, I saw it in a Birmingham Mail today. They're on about they were right to um, uh, withdraw the number 22 shirt and retire it. And I'm thinking, oh, come on, get a life. This kid's a good player, but, you know, I want to see a hell of a lot more at a higher level before we start blowing that kind of smoke up his backside. I heard it all with Declan Rice. Well, it's um, I've been listening, I've been hearing about uh, Bellingham for the last couple of years when he was in Germany, and couldn't wait for him to come into our league and actually see how good he was. Yes. Uh, um, but now I see him against the United States, and it was very unimpressive. Uh, it wasn't ultra impressive last night. I think that last night was a game for England to really, you know, especially when they got the second goal. They won in a canter in the end, but yeah. but that I think that just about sums up the the Africans how the way they go about the game. They they they're not great against teams like us. They don't like and the Germans, you know, they would they wouldn't, you know, we would just steamroll with them, you know. Uh, they run out of ideas, and that, and like when you make free changes like that, you know it's a little bit of panic stations, don't you? Yeah, you do, you do, and 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 again, I'm looking at it. Bellingham is world class, Bellingham, and I'm going like, I, I I don't get it. I, I don't get the loving. I didn't get the loving with Declan Rice. I thought he'd done fabulous. Where he got the ball, I mean, it was awful defending, really. From a, I think it was a corner, wasn't it? Or certainly they had the ball eye up the pitch. The ball's bounced over the Africans' uh, lads' head. Bellingham's got the ball. He's carried it 
he's, he's just attacked the space. And I always say this for a player. Attack the space. He's attacked the space. He's drawn a player and he's played, he played it over to Phil Foden, who's played a lovely little ball into Harry Kane. And it's like, good night. But I just I just think we're getting so carried away and I can see the ending in tears again. No, we do do that. We're a nation that does that, aren't we? You know, we... Yeah. We see before the the USA game what we weren't going to do to them and uh, it come unstuck. Um, uh, it's it's like it's it's like you know when they went into you know the states went into the game and you know they said uh, you know they got their hardest game but basically England were their hardest game. Yeah, they wouldn't get a harder game than playing against England because they're they're tough opposition. Absolutely. You, know, you don't you don't want to play against England because they they're uh, you know all the things that we we're we're against. That's what you have to play against. They're, they're negative. You know, so it's basically like going back years ago when when Wimbledon was successful. Yeah. You didn't like playing against Wimbledon. Um, and that and that's basically it. You know, and you know, I, I was I was kind of surprised that he never put another defender in midfield the other night, but that was his way of playing because he knew. I I think he must have got a had a sharp pain when uh, when the, the goalkeeper saved from close in, you know, mm. uh, Southgate because you know I couldn't really see that where they were going to get a goal the other team. No, I couldn't. No, and they, you know, they did have a couple of good chances, a couple of mistakes, but um, it's <laughs> like anything else. It's you know, really look forward to the French game and just see a. a, a I don't. It'll be a, a. I think the French will. England will suit the French. Yeah. Because uh, they're very well drilled, and the two star players, Mbappé. Uh, Griezmann are outstanding. They're in very good form, um, and Pepe can do a bit, you know. Uh, Dembele, the fellow on the right. Yeah, so they got they got match winners. They don't look outstanding team, but um, it's a matter of time with them. I mean, I, I'm I'm a mug really, you know. I like a bit. I mean, I should have. I've been saying all before the World Cup. It's all about Mbappe. And now he's uh, golden boot. He's two goals in front with five goals. Harry's got one. He's got five. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he looks an absolute class act. And then uh, that brace again that he scored uh, the weekend against Poland that, that knocked the poles out. I thought it was fabulous, especially his second goal. He's just curled it into that top corner. And I think you could have, we've said this before, you could have had two goalkeepers. They wouldn't have got that. He hits the ball with such pace and spin. He's, he uh, he, he, he's an incredible talent. How do you yeah. think England, because all, again, all I've heard is how we're going to stop Mbappe. We're going we're gonna to play uh, three defenders or we've got Carl uh, Walker. We're going to play Carl Walker up against him. And I'm thinking... If I was Mbappe, do you know what I'd do? I'd go and play on the other wing for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) That would really knacker up England's game. So I'd love to see Safegate do that. And they're going, boss, boss, he's playing on the bleeding right wing now, not the left. What are we going to do? And Safegate's, I don't know. Oh, well, he will do that. He, he, that he's, that's a part of his game as well. Yeah. He, roams, he roams across the front line, doesn't he, Mbappé? Yeah. You know, and he, and he goes into that uh, central position. And, and, I mean, that's 
exactly like watching. Well, it's a little bit like watching Messi. You never know where he is. Yeah, it pops up everywhere. You know, it, it pops up everywhere, and you know, at this moment in time, it's all working out for him. He he could have been leading goal scorer at the moment. You Oof, know, one, he, one. well, he missed, and, uh, missed two great chances the other night as well. So um... it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah, yeah, that's a matter of time. They, 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 they look like they've run out a little bit of steam in beginning the second half, the Japs. Brilliant goal though, uh, Perisic wasn't it? Tremendous, yes. tremendous, tremendous header. Not not noted for his edit ability, but blimey, that was a great. I mean, any kid watching that, have a look at the technique there. Fabulous cross. Um, let's just have a look at it. I don't well, know. Well, you've only got to have a look at their back line, and you know that, that you're going to get a lot of joy. Yeah. By slinging crosses in, they could have scored two or three goals from crosses first half. Mm. Uh, there. I mean, you look at this. The back line, they yeah. are probably the smallest back line in the history of football, I would yeah. imagine. All they need is Dennis Wise centre-half. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, how do you think England will uh, line up? Do you think he will change it and go three at the back and put a player on Mbappe? Or do you think he'll stick to his four and stick to the same team that's uh, that, that's that's won? Against uh, well, certainly, uh, I think you're you're as good as your last game. England won three 0 Surely you don't change your winning side. Well, it wouldn't surprise wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it really wouldn't surprise me if he played Carl Walker and Trippier. No, I agree. Uh, well, that wouldn't surprise me because mm. Trippier's good going forward. Yeah. I know Walker gets forward a lot, but his, his quality going forward ain't that great. Trippier's a great on the ball. Uh, I, I, you know, that wouldn't surprise me to say to let Mbappé know from the start of play that you there's two right-backs you've got to be today. But as you pointed out, there's nothing to stop him switching wings. And uh, he's got that ability where he can go inside now anyway, you know. He's that good. Um, he'll, he'll have one or two tricks up his sleeve. As I say there, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. Tremendous save, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think he might yeah. have just been going over the bar, but a, but a great strike. But again, I mean, he, he brought on um, uh, Dyer, didn't he, last night? And I'm thinking, what are you bringing him on for? Again, no show from James Madison. Another game that he could have put James Madison on and give him minutes. And I'm thinking, oi, oi, he's putting on diarrhea. Is he tying 
with playing three at the back. And is he looking at playing Dyer uh, in the middle of, um, of Maguire and John Stones and playing Kyle Walker as a wing-back? Or is he thinking, I need more pace there. I'm going to play Walker in a back three and I'm going to play Kieran Trippier as well. Or will he just stay at four? I think his selection is going to be vital to England, to be fair. Because I think if you do that, Al, you're giving up um, a lot of territory further up the pitch. And I've always believed that you don't improve your defence by weakening your midfield. No, I, I, you're right. Um, but I'm one of those who always try and five minutes back, I would make sure that my two You're breaking up a bit, really, mate. I would make I would really make sure that my two four backs are really gonna get involved and, and take the play. Yeah. If you've got three centre halves, you, you you can allow your full backs to just just keep going on, especially when you've got two midfield players or holding players there. Mm. You know, I mean that's that was the the clue to uh, Liverpool's success you know, for that spell under Klopp, the two full-backs, he had people at the back and the holding players, Henderson again, yeah. you know, just sitting in there and let the right, both full-backs, I mean, they're probably the the most dangerous two, two full-backs in the history of the game at yeah. club level. Or, or alternatively, if he'd have done this before, he could have done what you'd said and played Declan Rice in the uh, in in the defence as, as you'd got him as a back, in the back two, but he could put Declan Rice in a back three and then play Henderson and Bellingham, and, well, and that would be his shape. I think yeah, he'd change I, it. I really do. Oh, I I don't think he he wouldn't put he, he wouldn't put Rice in the back. No, hundred percent, he would, won't do that. Yeah, I, I but I would, yeah. I would, I, I would play him in the back, and and that would give you a chance. As you got five, you're playing five in the back. Um, I don't say you got to go. There's no way he's going to... Uh, you know, you're so right about the Madison thing, how he's not giving minutes, you know, when you're 3-0 up and when he was a long way... He might not have been fit against Iran, OK, but against Wales, they're 3-0 up. And you think he's got to bring Madison on, yeah. give the boy some... Unless he took him there for... I think he might have just took him because the last two, three weeks of the Premier League season... For the World Cup, Madison played the best football, and he went on telly. He said, "We might be bottom of the league, but I'm playing the best football of my career." He said, "I'm I'm just enjoying it so much," and he was fantastic the last three games. And I think he, I think he put the manager under a lot of pressure media-wise. I agree. I don't think he's had any intention of playing Madison no, at all in no. this World Cup, which is why I'm thinking, well, why is he giving Dyer a few minutes in games when the game's yeah. won? Is, is, is he thinking about playing that back three and have the wing backs? And is he undecided whether to go with the muck because he likes an experienced player? And Dyer was very much part of the, the last World Cup when we got to the semi final. So whether he's going to revert to tight because managers that fear fear do tend to do that, or whether he is going to play Trippier, because he might be thinking, well, hang on a minute, if we get a free kick, Trippier's good on free kicks, I can play Trippier, and I can play Walker, and I've got that that pace and that cover there down that 
that uh, our right channel, their left channel, just to uh, negate Mbappe. I do think he's a manager that looks at the opposition and picks his team rather than doesn't fear the opposition and picks his best team. Yeah, well, he, he, that's the way that's the way he sets yeah. out. He, he, he doesn't have to win football matches and, uh, you know, he doesn't think of go to bed at night and think about Grealish and uh, Madison and Foden, whatever. Wouldn't it be great having them three on the field? And, you know, that's what you would do as a manager. You know, you dream about having players like that. Uh, but he... He thinks the other way. You know, he goes to bed and he thinks about how you're going to stop the other team. It's as simple as that. Mm. Uh, He's very fortunate that this is not a great French team. Take Mbappé out of it and they're not not one of the best French teams we've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, that was a save. It was a great save, wasn't he? Didn't have to roll up there and all. Fair effort as well. Uh, Yeah, this is not not a great French team, but... uh, I think it was so. They'll be well suited to play England. Uh, uh, Benzema's going to be a great. He's, he's a great loss in this World Cup. He's a superb player, you know. Mm. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not a great lover of the fellas. Just broke the record of the French record, but there we go. It's just uh, football is all about opinions. It is, but the thing is with Giroud. He does seem to be a great foil, doesn't he? Where, you know, he, he tends to, where it's Benzema, everything goes through Benzema. Um, when he's not there, they play in a different way. And Giroud is, a, I, think, I think he's a really underestimated player. I did say to Tom, he said he'll break Thierry Henry's record if he plays all the games up to the final. I says they won the World Cup last time and he never scored a goal. It's almost <laughs> as though he's in the team not to score goals necessarily, but he is a centre forward. And, and clearly, I mean, he's got 52 now, so he's, he's broken his record. But I think he's quite valuable to the French in the way that they're trying to play, given the fact that they've had a lot of injuries, but you've not heard them moaning about it. Although we are English and we don't get their press, perhaps they do moan about it. But I think if we had injuries to important and key players, that's all you'd hear from our press, how we've been blighted by injury. Well, I think uh, Harry hasn't been scoring goals in the World Cup until last night. Uh, But the difference is... Just his presence alone in that England team is is you know invaluable. Really, you know he's such he's such a, a big player for them. Uh, and when he went through last night, I mean we've seen players, haven't we? Yeah. Hit it wide of the post. Hit the right. He said, "Oh, you could have went round him. You could have went to the goalie left or right." There was no way in the world he was gonna he was gonna miss that. And that was that weren't a striker that was lacking confidence. No. You know, and that's how good a player the fella is, you know. Um, but we'll see, you know, it's going to be, obviously, we've got five days to go to Saturday, which I'm really looking forward to this game. It's a, the the first game I'm looking forward to England, England uh, apart from when they played the States. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm looking forward to it, first and foremost, because it's going to be a decent game and it's going to be a test. And I think all games should be a test. Holland versus Argentina, uh, Friday at 7 o'clock. England versus France, uh, Saturday at 7 o'clock. And Friday and Saturday, during the day at 3 o'clock, we've got the winner of this game and then Brazil. And on the other 
uh, quarterfinal game. We've got the winner of Spain and Morocco and Portugal and Switzerland. So on, on looking at it, this one I think it's very hard to call. You'd expect Brazil to beat South Korea and you could have um, a Spain versus Portugal quarterfinal. Three really uh, enticing games. I think it's a shame that they've played the games Friday and Saturday. Certainly Friday at three o'clock. I'd have liked to have seen a, a Sunday game. But uh, the <laughs> semi-final then is of a Tuesday. Someone's got to do some work, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not a train driver or a bus driver where you can just go on strike or a doctor, you know, just go on strike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to cancel a few of my cleans, Al. But that, yeah. that game in particular, Portugal and Spain, uh, well, I'm, I'm assuming that both are going to come out, but you never know. I did say in the last podcast, I've got a couple of players that share and that Endoye, um uh, that play for Morocco. I was wrong. I didn't realise he was Senegalese. I didn't think he had that bad a game, but the CSA pulled him off at half-time. I think in a decent team, he would look a really terrific player. Yeah, I, I, uh, I kind of... Uh kind of lost my way along with them last night, Senegalese. I, mm. I, I literally turned it off a quarter of an hour ago, 3-0 after game done. Uh, there wasn't much more to learn from it. You know that England are not going to bring, as I say, bring Madison on or uh, he brought Jack on, but he does. See, all of a sudden, he's taking a bit of liking to Frank, uh, to Jack. Yeah. Uh, but, no, it's um, England... Uh, you know, when other teams go 2-3-0 up, you, you know, you think, oh, yeah, they're going to really turn it on now, like like Mbappé the other night. 1-0 at half-time, I, I said to my son, I said, uh, he's going to start second half, and exactly what he did. Yeah, fantastic. You can rely on players like that. You can rely on him, you yeah. know, uh, coming coming up with the goods. As I say, he's he's got the golden boot, and there's three games to go. Uh, five's five's pretty good, and he he's he's been a bit unlucky two or three more occasions. And that's what players like Mbappe want to do. They want to play every minute of every game. They want to score. They want to excite. They want to, you know, he's the greatest footballer in the world. I mean, he'll tell you himself. I mean, he, he ain't slow in coming forward, but he's backing it up. You can't argue with the fact that he'll keep going one, two. That's me. I'm top of the top of the pops. And, and you go, well, yeah, you are, son. But um, yeah. another player yeah. that he's top of the pops or has been top of the pops for many a year now, Lionel Messi. I thought watching him against Poland uh, the other evening was, was fantastic. I thought that, um, you know, there's times that he gets on the ball and he just does things with it that, um, sorry, against Australia, not against Poland. It was France against Poland. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I thought Messi. And I thought the Argentinians certainly looked like a, a better unit. Australia run them close. Australia really, you know, put everything into the game. But they had that quality and Argentina really could have scored another couple of goals. I thought Messi, there was times in that game, he was just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it uh, seems like Australia, they can't just keep nicking games and no. uh, through sheer endeavour. Um, and they are, you've got to give it them. They've, done, they've had a fantastic, you've got to be very proud of them if you're Australian. But, um, you know, you could see... Messi looked 10 years younger than he did a yeah. week ago. 
Uh, you know, he looked like the world was going to collapse. His world had collapsed when they lost the first game. And he like it's amazing, you know. You got that first that first game. Then when they went one 0 up, and he got the goal again, you know, the Messiah. He, you just see him. He's just, and then he just walks about even more, and he walks about in that mercurial way, doesn't he? You yes. know, think. And you always, I always think about. I would, I would love to know what's going on on in his mind here. You know, he's walking about while others are tearing about, and then all of a sudden, he, next thing you know, bang, he's in, he's in the game. But he's, uh, for his age, he's, he's shown, he's, he's been fantastic, really. Uh, I don't know. Was he thirty-five now? Yeah, he's, he's either thirty-five or most of these players, these star players, are either thirty-five or thirty-seven, aren't they? They're certainly yeah. into the mid to the late thirties. But I, I noticed uh, an article written in one of the papers. It was saying that Messi sees all kind of pictures on the pitch when he's playing. And I thought you're having a laugh, mate. Messi don't see a picture. <laughs> Messi don't see a picture. Messi plays like he used to play in the old schoolyard, like he's on the playground. He plays street football. He just doesn't know what he's gonna do next. He don't look at no picture, pal. He thinks, right, I've got an opportunity here. I'm gonna put it through his legs. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna crack one in the top corner. He never set out to do that. He improvises and. I said he does exactly what Alan always says. He's uncoachable and he play, plays off the cuff. You can't mark yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, you know they were saying it on the in the match the other night. He's walking around and he's painting pictures and all this, you know, like Picasso, you know, uh, the Sistan Chapel and all that. It's uh, it's no, it's it, it, exactly what he does. He walks around and when he gets in, he don't know what he's going to do because he don't know how the game's going to open up. He opens the game up, you know. He's got that's what great players do. They open the game up, you know. Uh, they showed the Maradona goal against England before the match the other night. Uh, once again, you know, the one where he had them all in his wake. Uh, probably the greatest goal in World Cup history, I yeah. would think. You know, uh, what made it even better was uh, even greater was uh, it's the finish, you know. Uh, supposedly, allegedly, the world's greatest goalkeeper, 127 caps for England or something, from my friend Pete Hilton. And he actually went by him and stuck it in the net as if he wasn't there. He's quite a daunting sight to come out at you, Shilton. Yes. You know, uh, mm-hmm. and he made it look as if, you know, remember Brian Clough used to have these tiny goalkeepers? Yeah. Yeah, Colin Bolton and another fellow. I scored one. Uh, I scored a volley against one of them. He must have been small. I spent a 25-yard volley against Colin Bolton, I think. I only I'd only done it because I I knew he wouldn't he couldn't touch a crossbar. Yeah, he was he was tiny, weren't he? I mean, they used to wear yeah. them green like you'd you'd look at them and you think they're gardening gloves now, but they used to wear them <laughs> green little gloves, didn't they? The goalkeepers, <laughs> apart from Pat Jennings, I don't think Pat ever wore Jennings uh, wore gloves. He had he had hands like shovels, didn't he, Pat? Well, he couldn't need to fit him now, <laughs> but. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it was amazing with Brian Clough, you know, because uh, all them years at, at Derby, you know, he had tiny goalkeepers. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, when he got to Forest, he, uh, I don't know why, he he, he, he figured in because it, Notts Forest bought Shilton off us at Stoke City. And uh, 
he had a torrid time with us. So, uh, obviously, goalkeepers have become bad goalkeepers overnight. They, we all have the certain clubs and we have, uh, we find our niche. We certainly do. And uh, as I say, Shilton at Forest, he, he did, you know, find his niche there at England. All these uh, appearances for England and, and never won nothing and uh, made a, a number of cock-ups. And it was Shilton that was in goal in 73 against the Poles, of course, when he let the yeah. ball go under him. Absolutely. All... That, that, that was never mentioned, yeah. No, yeah. Well, they, they kind of forget these things. But as I say, yeah. football is a journey. England's yeah. journey is going to carry on. We're in the same uh, place as where we played Senegal. So, we're staying in the uh, the same ground, so it's almost been a, a home fixture for England. Al Bayet Stadium, uh, the stadiums do look fantastic, and we did say in the last podcast that that video of your pal in that that stadium that Argentina were playing in the the top stadium that they're going to play the final in looks different class. And the nice thing about this World Cup is the stadiums do look fabulous, don't they? Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it's um, it really does. You know, you you miss playing, no doubt. Uh, we all do. All all former players miss playing, but it's when the World Cup comes around, it breaks my. It does break my heart. But it breaks my heart that my friend Jules never played on the mm. on the big stages. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, if George Best had been playing. In a modern game in these World Cups, you you know he would have tore these teams to shreds. You know, yeah. uh, it doesn't matter what what how you played or set up your defence to play against him, George. You know, it, it's not just how great he was at, at Manchester United. It was um, how he would have upped his game for the World Cup. I can only imagine. I can only imagine what it'd have been like. You know, he you know he would have. You know, Pele done incredible for, for Brazil, but had George been playing for a, a big nation, he wouldn't have got a game for England, though. That, that's the only thing. If he was English, he wouldn't have got a game. But uh, it's, it's like a little bit like Jim Baxter with Scotland. They had so many brilliant Scottish players, you know, but they, they just didn't have a team. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, you they, they rave about the Brazilians and Argentinians, but none of them could compare with George. Absolutely. And Pele is not in the greatest of health at the moment. There's been uh, one or two little scares. He's been in hospital and yeah. he's, he's, he's still going. Uh, he's the great one. And uh, his nation, Brazil, uh, looks as though they could go all the way. Uh, Who do you fancy in the final, Al? Have you got any predictions that you think are going to going to make it. I mean, we've seen on TikTok all these time travellers that keep predicting every week another nation that's going to go to the final. But um, South America, the Argentinian, I mean, I guess if any set of fans deserve to see their team in the final, it would be quite fitting for Argentina, because I think they've been the best fans out there. I mean, our lot are always decent, but I don't know where these argies come from. It must be a really affluent country because it almost looks like there's 40,000 fans in the ground. and It's quite, yeah. a, quite a schlep, isn't it, from the Middle East to uh, South America? Well, plus the fact uh, they were saying about all these Asian countries, they'll come over to see Messi, you know. And I think yes, the true. law and the law of um, this 
could be his final World Cup. This could be, you know, and everything just keeps keeps to kind of tug at your shirt towels about, you know, uh, they looked like they was going to go out. Yep. And then he comes up with a goal. Uh, it had to be messy. And then he comes up with the next goal. And, the, you know, and then you start wondering, oi, oi. You know, he looks a different player all again now. And he he's kind of the, the focal point of the team. And, you know, who's to say that, you know, the, he's written in the stars? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and it could set up if they both do get through their respective quarterfinal ties, they will meet in the semi-final, won't they? Brazil versus Argentina. I think you're absolutely spot on with, with that as well because it has been a bit of a renter crowd there at Qatar, hasn't it? Although you do see all these Argentinian shirts that have got Messi on the back, it doesn't yeah. ne- necessarily mean that they're all from Buenos Aires but they no. do make a ray. I just love the ticker tape to come down for one of the games because that 78 finals was something special. And I think yeah. that's all we need from, from Messi. And, and I, I do think that they they can go all the way because he is a little magician and it would be fitting in his, uh, in his final uh, World Cup because surely he cannot play in a World Cup finals when he's 40. Uh, mind you, if anybody can, probably uh, Messi can. Well, it's um, it's more in his favour now than what it was at the beginning. I Absolutely. mean, they, they got a wake-up call. Um, wasn't good enough in the first game. They looked a very, very poor team. The mm. second half, they were diabolical. Uh, but they've turned it round and a little bit like Poland did the game before last or the last game where they were awful yeah. to qualify and then they, they looked a different team the other night. But Argentina really looked like uh, they've come out of the like of a slump. And yeah. they, they're now, I think a lot to do with it is belief, you know. Um, I was just watching the old should have shot, shouldn't he? Should have shot then. Why <laughs> did he cross that ball? He's done the hard work. Shoots across the goalie, mate. Well, even take on a step, and like, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, we had like a little bit like Pulisic the other night. It, players have got to be tired. They got a lot more time in in them situations than what they think. You know, mm. uh, that extra touch sometimes can. You know, so that that Japanese player earlier on that took the extra touch in there and made it. Fantastic opportunity for himself. He made it was it was wonderful. It would have been a great goal. But uh, anyhow, we 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 live and we learn watching all these, and we're we're still. I mean, the thing about this World Cup is we're still clutching at straws, aren't we? You know, yeah, we are. Yeah, we really we really don't know. Uh, I mean, it's been a bookmaker's dream. Yeah, um, bookmakers actually absolutely cleaned up. Um, I'm glad they didn't clean up with me. Uh, I only had one bet. That was Morocco. I'm, I wouldn't back them again after the way they just. That was crawled. scary, wasn't it? Yeah. That was scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was scary. But uh, I might just throw one in before, you know, <laughs> before the tournament's over. Well, I might have a bet two nil to uh, to France in the final against Argentina because I do fancy both them sides. I think football is romantic. And it would almost be like Messi passing the crown on to Mbappe, who scores that race. And I, I wouldn't put that past it. 
Um, this also could be the first game, Al, that goes to extra time and it could be the dreaded penalty shootout. So we're going to uh, reconvene in uh, probably Sunday morning after England's right, game mate. against France. And uh, we'll talk about the rest of the games in the uh, in the second, well, what is it, the last 16 and the uh, the quarterfinal games that, that would have been played to that date. So thanks for your time, Al. Um, Lovely, mate. Good luck to Japan. We're hoping that Japan uh, go through. The one thing that we know, whether they win, lose or draw, they're going to leave the ground in a really tidy place. <laughs> 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 okay then mate speak soon out give you a call Sunday cheers mate when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.